in education, we sure do love our acronyms and we use them all the time as if people actually know what we're talking about. We use them in IEPs, we use them everywhere, which is funny enough that I just said IEP, but we use them all the time thinking that people know what they are. Well, so here's the thing, in my 15 years of teaching, I am learning new acronyms. I mean, there there are new ones, there are untapped ones. And I actually found one that I feel like is going to be very helpful for us as multiple prep teachers. They are called SOPs, not an SOB, an SOP, as in pizza, as in puppy, you know, it's a P. So today, that is what we're going to be talking about. We are going to be talking about how to use SOPs, which are standard operating procedures that can save you time as a multiple prep teacher. Welcome to the Secondary Teacher Podcast, the podcast for middle and high school teachers juggling multiple preps to get the strategies to reduce overwhelm so that you don't have to choose between being an effective teacher and prioritizing important relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Masick, a 10-year high school engineering teacher, former middle school assistant principal, and teacher coach. Every week, we will discuss strategies, systems, and time-saving tips to help you not only survive, but thrive as a multiple prep teacher. In this business world, and specifically like this entrepreneur world that I'm kind of like going into a little bit where I've got the podcast, I'm learning things that I've never learned before. uh, They use the SOP like acronym all the time. And for a while, I had no idea what they're talking about. And then even when I go to like workshops or trainings, and somebody uses it as if everybody knows it, there's always someone that makes comment, what is an SOP? So today, we're going to be talking about SOPs, which we probably already use. And I'm going to tell you how you can use them more. So they're standard operating procedures. So they are things that we do over and over again, that we can record how to do it so that it makes our life easier. So there are a couple of things that I want you to think about when it comes to SOPs is over and over again, doesn't necessarily mean that you're using something on a weekly basis. Really, what I found that has helped me the most is something that I kind of rarely use, but I know I'm going to use it again. For example, in our student system, we have to every term do a different like grading schedule, like we have to set up our classes. And I don't know if that's everyone. But you only do it once a term, we always forget how to do it. And it's like you you remember how to do it kind of when you're in there. But it would be really nice to have like a cheat sheet so that you don't have to like give up time of your brain and like muscle memory of like remembering like what in the heck did I push and where did I go and how do I change it and what what do I need to call it? It's going to be right there. So I have been using them a ton this year because I realized how much time they are saving me. So anything that I am doing, and I'm thinking, hey, I might have to do this again sometime this year, or maybe it's even next year. I am taking screenshots or creating a video or something else to remember how to do that so that I don't have to think about doing it again. So you're going to have a little bit of homework at the end of this episode because I want you to think about things that you are doing already that could be turned in to an SOP. 
So we've got a couple different levels in the classroom. So there are things that you do to set up your class. So those perfect examples are the things that you have to do in your grade book or your student system. So whether that is setting up the grades, whether it's like actually like putting stuff in your LMS, your learning management system, it could even be how you are doing your seating charts. Because if you're doing them within your LMS, maybe you have to do something special or your student system, or maybe you do something like completely different and you'd like to remember how to do that. So there's that just like time management stuff that you do as a teacher that you do over and over again, but not frequently enough that you don't have to like remember how to do those things. Tons of things when it comes to like grading or submitting documents, just things like that. So as you start doing those, you don't need to go back in time and make something. But the next time you do that, so the next term or the next time you decide to change your seating charts, think about creating an SOP for it so that you don't have to remember to do it next time. And this can be anything from like I said, that top level. And now we're going to dig a little bit down deeper into like your planning. So when you are planning, when you are creating a unit plan, when you are going over and creating like a curriculum map, what process are you going through? How are you finding your standards? Where are you finding your standards? What are you then doing with those standards? How are you deciding to break them up into student-friendly language? You are making yourself a cheat sheet so that you don't have to find all those resources again. And it could be that it's all in a book. It could be that it's all on a website. But then putting it into one place that's easy for you to find, like a Google Doc or even like a Word doc can help you remember it further on. Okay, we're going to go down a little bit more. So then there are things that you do on a regular basis that maybe you could give to someone else. Could you create any SOPs for like a student aid or a teacher aid that they could then do things for you? Obviously, nothing that would like breach on confidentiality or grades or anything like that. But there are, are there things that you routinely do that you could then hand off to someone else and they need kind of some instruction, but instead of you having to give them the instruction every time they do that, you just slide them a piece of paper, a PDF, or you send them to a website and say, hey, do this, and then they can follow along super easy. There are other things that depending on what you are teaching. So when I was teaching engineering, we had 3D printers. So there are various things that you need to do with your 3D printing. So kind of like a checklist. So you would need to draw the part, then you need to export the part as an STL, then you need to take that STL and you need to put it into a slicer. And then I had specific things that I wanted them to change so that it didn't take a ton of material and a ton of time on the 3D printers. That would be another SOP. So something that your students can use, things that you use over and over again. It could also be any sort of equipment or things that they may not be using frequently, but maybe they are using them enough or they need a little bit of like a refresher. That could be like a QR code that give them instructions or some reminders on how to use that piece of equipment. So think about all of the different ways that you could be doing an SOP. So 
here's the the big nugget because sometimes we don't I don't feel like we get like the how we get the what we get the why but here is the how so here are my three favorite ways to make SOPs the first one is to take screenshots this one does take a while but I'm kind of like unlimited amount of time I have there are like keyboard shortcuts and I'm trying to remember them right now but if you are on a Mac and you do shift open Apple or command and a five then it will bring up a screen like a window and then you can actually crop and just take a screenshot of a certain part of your screen and it will save it as like a screenshot if you are using a Windows machine, you can actually use what's called the snipping tool if you have like an older version or there is shift and then you click on the Windows button and S and it will let you drag a rectangle or a window and it will do a screenshot of that. With that one though, it just copies it to your your clipboard. So you do need to paste it somewhere because if you do another one, it will be replaced. So there's a little like hint to remember that one. So that's my first one that I use is I use a ton of like screenshots and then typing out the information. I store them in Google Docs and then I can edit it if I ever need it. And then I can also pass it on to someone else. The second way that I like to create these SOPs is with a video. So whether you're using Screencast-Matic or you're using Loom, I like using Loom a lot. And then I can just record my screen, what I am doing step-by-step, step. then I can rewatch it or someone else can rewatch it. I can email it to someone, let them know how to do something. And I don't have to remember how to do it. I've actually referenced some of my Loom videos several times because I have forgotten how to do something. I'm like, I knew how to do that at one point. Okay, and then my third one, and this is not an ad, but I found out about it and I was like, this is gold, is there is a Google extension right now at the time of recording this and it is called Scribe. And there is a free version. And what you do is you get the Google ex extension and then you tell it like what tab you're going to be on and then you hit capture. And what it does is it like records, and I'm doing air quotes, so it records and captures like every step that you are making. And then you go to a screen and it has like screenshots of everything that you clicked on and it will, it will like already fill in information and you can remove steps or you can move steps around or you can modify things. But I will say this, I've only experimented with the free version and it does have a limit on how many images that it will take. And I don't know how many that is right now. So you might wanna play with that one, but then with that, you can export it as a PDF. So if you're doing anything for students and you're just wanting a quick like instructions, like here's your little packet on how to do something, Scribe is super, super, super easy and quick. Okay, so let's review because remember you got homework. So as an SOP is a standard operating procedure, something that you will do more than once. And it doesn't have to be frequently, but more than once in your teaching career that it might be nice for you to have some sort of cheat sheet. And the ways that you can use them in your classroom is you like getting your classroom set up it could also be in your planning and creation and then it could be things that you would like to pass off to a ta or even instructions for your students then finally my three favorite tools to use for creating sops would be to make take screenshots to create video or to use like a google extension something like scribe 
As always, if this episode was helpful to you, it could be for others. To help spread the word about this podcast, take a screenshot of this episode, add it to your Instagram stories, and tag me at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. Until next week.